Let's read Joshua 1 together. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses has said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will expand from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because I will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers and to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here. Go in and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. But, but to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God has given them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan till the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God... Be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you, uh, whatever you may command them, they will be put to death. Only be strong and be courageous. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word. And as we uh, come now to it, we pray that you would give us um, great encouragement from it, remind, reminding us that you're sovereign over all of life. And that, uh, Father, as you have called us, you will give us exactly what we need. You call us to go boldly into the world. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's think. Uh, I know we're going to, we're changing, uh, changing uh, rapidly here. And, and, uh, but let's think, think a little bit about the scene, okay? So it's, uh, they have made their way out of Egypt um, at the, Beginning of Joshua chapter 1, um, the words come that Moses, the servant of the Lord, has died. Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. And, um, and so God is coming to Joshua. He is going to 
He is lifting him up. He's raising him up as a leader. He's calling him to do something that, um, you know, perhaps in his mind, at least, he probably thought he wasn't capable of doing. And that is taking this group of people and leading them into the promised land. And uh, so it's a significant calling on Joshua, uh, Joshua's life at that very moment uh, to take a million and a half plus Israelites and to lead them to cross the Jordan and to take the land that God had promised to them. Now, there was a great advantage in that in that they knew who they were. They knew what God had given them. But you can imagine Joshua at this moment not quite uh, you know, being up to the task. And so in this passage in Joshua 1, there um, are multiple encouragements that are given to him. There's actually the fourfold reminder to Joshua that's given in this passage to be strong and to be courageous. You're familiar with that. You've heard that numerous times. But why is it, um, beyond just the fact that Joshua was probably fearful of the calling on his life, why is it that he needed to be strong and be courageous? And there are a number of reasons. The first is this. He would have told him, be strong and be courageous because the river is deep. You, you are going to have to cross this river. Now, Listen, we take river crossings for granted today. You know, you drive down, you 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 go across the Mississippi River Bridge, you you look up the river, you see three or four bridges where you could have crossed. Um, Crossing a river like this, crossing the Red Sea, crossing here, would have been a significant endeavor. He has to get all of those people safely across the river. And so you'll recall, um, perhaps, that this river crossing is going to be similar to the river crossing to the Red Sea. The Lord is going to open those waters for the people as they cross. But nevertheless, he is going to have to take that step with his people into the river. He is going to have to go somewhere and, and presumably to begin to step out in faith in a way that would significantly put him in a place of fear, potentially danger. And so what does the Lord come to him and say? Be strong and be courageous. Take that step. Go where perhaps you aren't ready and willing to go. Now listen, you know, obviously there's a practical application right there for you as you just think about your own life. You think about wherever the Lord has you. I know that there there are positions and there are places in life where it is not easy for me, and yet I know what the Lord is asking me to do. Uh, you can think of general precepts and commands in Scripture, right? Love the Lord your God and love who? Your neighbor as yourself, right? Uh, happy, where are you? Teaching a class. Happy in Lincoln. Have the, the neighboring class. Um, I'm sure, right? Is that class is thinking on this and, and going through... What a significant opportunity, but it poses significant challenges to us, right? To get outside of our home and to go next door to our neighbors. What will they think Um, when we begin loving on them, when we begin showing an interest in them and caring for them? That's just a very easy, practical way. The Lord has called us to love our neighbors. And you can begin to go right down the list. The Lord asks a lot of us in his general revealed will. Things that we 
should be doing, right, that we don't necessarily always do. We call those sins of omission. Um, We commit sin, we violate God's law by the things we do that he's asked us not to do, but we also commit sins of omission, meaning we omit many things that the Lord asks us to do. Caring for widows and orphans and those who are without, you know, being very proactive. It's one thing to, you know, I don't smoke, chew, dance, or date girls who do and all that. But it's sometimes more challenging to go outside those walls, to go out into the world and do what it is that he's calling us to do. In this instance, the Lord is calling Joshua to take a very bold step to cross the Jordan with all of those people. And he tells him, he reminds him, listen, I am with you. Be strong, be courageous, because I will go with you. Here's the second thing, right? He, he encourages and exhorts Joshua to be strong and to be courageous because, and if I don't get an amen from this, we may just close it down, because people are difficult, okay? (laughs) Be strong and be courageous because the people that you will lead, Joshua, are difficult. Now, You have to just kind of take a little trip back through the book of Exodus and think about all the ways in which they were difficult to think about. Okay, right? Moses is dead. Joshua is assuming the reins and he's looking at this group and he's thinking, man, I mean, the reason they they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years was when they got to the edge of going into the promised land, they couldn't do it. They lacked the faith. They struggled. They, They gave way. They trembled in fear. They looked across the land and their faith went, and it shrunk way down. And the spies went across and they came back and they, and most of them said, we can't do it. It's impossible. And so the people lost their will. Those are the people that Joshua is leading. Those are the people that he has to get motivated to go across the land. You better believe those words, be strong and be courageous. Why? Because I will be with you. Think about your own life. Think about situations, right? All around you, people, relationships, they don't see the world the way you see the world. They don't think about the way, they don't think about the world the way that you think about the world. They've got different personality types. You know, back in February... Um, your elders, your active elders, went off on a retreat. We went up to Ridgehaven. We're all still here and alive, by the way. That's a good thing. But we went off, and one of the things we'd done is uh, John Morrison had done the personality profiling for us to help us better understand each other so that when we sit around the table and we're making decisions, part of our thought process is understanding who this brother is that's sitting next to us that sees the world this way. Why does he see the world like that when I see it like this? And it was incredibly useful for us, very helpful in understanding who it was that, you know, we work with. And, and you would do well to think about that, right? Are people difficult? Yeah, you're difficult. We're all diff- difficult to some degree. And so it's not just them, it's you. It's not just him, it's me. It's not just her, it's you know, it's it's all of us. And and to consider that and to understand that and to think about the frailties and the limitations that we all have, right? So the people that you are with, 
um, you know, and this is this is to our advantage uh, theologically. We talked a little bit about this in Sunday school. Theologically, this is to our advantage that the starting point in our theology for man is that he is born dead in sin. And so we talk about total depravity. It doesn't mean we're as bad as we could be. It means that every part of our faculties is broken, fallen. We're born in sin. Um, uh, David says, surely I was sinful, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Psalm 51. And that's the starting point. Uh, you know, this whole, you know, uh, an empty chalkboard, uh, 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 you know, you're a, a white piece of paper when you're born and you can begin drawing. No. You're born in sin. You're born with the sin of Adam. And that's your nature. And so everything that happens in life, uh, even after uh, your regeneration, even after you're redeemed, is, is um, coded and colored by the root. And the root is, we're born in sin. And so we understand that. But think about the way, oftentimes we're just barreling through life and we forget, we don't think about our own proclivity, the root in our own heart, and we forget about the root in other people's hearts. Okay? And we expect perfection. We expect it done right every single time. And when it's not, we're frustrated, we're angry, we're, uh, you know, we're off track. People are difficult. Absolutely. And in this instance, as Joshua is going to lead these people into the promised land, there are going to be great difficulties because they're sinners. They've already showed themselves. They have difficulty trusting God. They have difficulty accepting who He is and what He has for them. And because of those difficulties, it's going to be difficult leadership. Joshua's difficult leadership translates for us into relationship difficulties around us. Don't seclude yourself. Don't go into hiding. You know why? Because in difficult relationships, it is when you work towards peace, when you work towards good things in those relationships, that is, that is gospel love. That is loving your neighbor. And out of that can come really good stuff. Out of that can come good, deep relationships. Out of that can come a picture of the gospel for other people to see. If you abandon every difficult relationship in your life, you'll probably be friendless or you'll be left with a couple of yes men around you who would never be willing to say what you need to hear. And guess what? That kind of friend is just about worthless. Because what you really want is you really want someone who's willing to speak the truth and love to you and all of life. That's a friend you can hold on to. But those are relationships that are notoriously challenging and sometimes difficult, but they're the best for us. And so here is Joshua, right? Now the Lord comes to him and tells him that um, he has all of these people that he is going to have to shepherd and nurture and to get across the river. And he encourages them still to be strong and be courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. The Lord will be with you. Finally, he tells them, right, um, to be strong and to be courageous for the flat reason that he is going to be with him. And it's a promise that is repeated time and time again in Scripture. The Lord tells us over and over that 
He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. When Jesus ascends into heaven after his resurrection, he is there with his apostles and he's telling them, right, that he will be with, he will send one who will be their aid. And then the spirit comes on them and it's a powerful reminder to them that they are gods. That he, that didn't come out right. What happens when you don't have notes? Uh, you take that phrase, they are gods. No, they are gods as in they are his possession. That they belong to him. And because they belong to him, he promises that he will go with them. Um, he will watch over them. And, and that's the promise that we have. It was the promise that, that Joshua and the Israelites had. Not only did they just have this you know, blatant promise, God actually gave them the physical representation of himself, um, the big theological phrase is a theophanic representation of the Godhead. All right, So they have this representation of the Godhead, which is the pillar of cloud in the day and the pillar of cloud uh, fire in the night. And, and that symbolized for them the presence of God with them. As long as that cloud went with them, they knew God is with us. But now... Right? Post-resurrection of Christ, we have the Spirit of God. He doesn't go in a cloud with us. He actually resides in our hearts. We are, right, living stones being built together to be the habitation of God. And so we have that ever-present reminder with us that He is not only with us, He is in us. And because He is in us and because He is bringing us together as that physical dwelling place, we we bear that image of Christ to the world around us. And so he gives to them um, that great encouragement to Joshua, right? Be strong and be courageous because the river is deep. The circumstances in life are difficult. Second, be strong and be courageous because people are difficult, right? Up you gird yourself for what lies ahead for you in the midst of going through all of this and dealing with people. Gird yourself for what is coming at you in the future, in life, in relationships, in difficult circumstances. Don't, don't eschew spending time with people because they've rubbed you wrong, they've done you wrong, there's something not right. If you do that, um, you are going to forfeit the blessing that God would have for you. The third thing is... Be strong and be courageous because God is with you and he will go with you. Now, I know that's not the message you came for this morning, but um, listen, you you can never go wrong um, by coming to that passage, thinking about those things as you think about life and where you're at and what the Lord has for you. That's a wonderfully encouraging message, I think, in all of life, every stage. Next week. Lord willing, we'll begin to break some seals, okay? Uh, Revelation chapter 6, next week we're going we're gonna to start breaking the seals and looking at uh, Revelation chapter 6, 7, and the beginning of chapter 8. And, um, and next week we'll, Lord willing, have the time to do that. This was good. Let me pray for us. Father, we want to thank you. A wonderfully encouraging promise that we have that you're always with us. Thanks this morning for uh, adding to our number. A blessing um, in our new members. Um, Father.